0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind, a mastermind. Get ready for the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, the definitive fantasy football information show. Your host, Fantasy Football Mastermind, Michael Maserak, has more than two decades of fantasy football experience comprehensive fantasy football information, strategy, and trading advice, fantasy picks to clicks and flick, the latest NFL news, and much, much more, each week during the fantasy football season on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, Michael Nazareth.
2: Welcome to the show, everybody. It is November 24th. This is Turkey Week. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. My name is Michael Nazarek, and I'm host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. Of course, Fantasy Football Mastermind can be found online at ffmastermind.com. And with me, once again, my very good friend, Chris Rito. How are you doing tonight, Chris?
0: Really well, really well. And happy Thanksgiving to our Canadian listeners about four weeks too late. So we apologize for missing out on that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes, we're very, very, very sorry about that. So, uh, anyway, I'm, I, I'm happy to say that uh, the wife and I are hunkering down with the two animals, the, the uh, Bomber and Bella, our, our precious dogs. Uh, and uh, I hear that uh, Chris, that you're staying safe with your family there in Indianapolis. And I, I wish you the very happiest of Thanksgivings.
0: Thank you, sir. And to you. We're also hunkering down with our dogs. One of them was sick tonight, so we'll hopefully we'll get him healthy by Thursday, so he can enjoy the fixings with us.
2: There you go. Can't wait for a big turkey dinner myself, too. Okay, let's get to important news. and notes. A couple of big injuries uh, that happened. Actually, one big injury and and, uh, shocking COVID tests and such. But, you know, this is the way it is nowadays. Uh, Joe Burrow went down in a heap uh, towards ACL and MCL. He's gone for the year. It's going to be Ryan Finley's show for the rest of the season in Cincinnati. And now they've got uh, no Joe Mixon, no uh, Joe Burrow. (laughs) The Joes are gone. Ryan Finley and Giovanni Bernard. Uh, what's the fantasy impact here for uh, the rest of the offense, uh, Chris?
0: Uh, honestly, the best fantasy impact is that you know every week you look for whichever defense is playing the Jets to stream. You might want to pick the Bengals now because they're they're going to be poor. Um, I went back and looked. Lindley Finley, sorry, Lindley Finley started three games last year, and he was under forty five percent completion percentage. Never had more than thirteen fantasy points team never scored more than 13 points. Two touchdowns, three interceptions, he fumbled in each of the games. I mean, this is this is just going to look ugly. And that was with Joe Mixon in the lineup. So, it's it's going to be only worse. So, I don't have a lot of hope for this offense for for the remainder of the season. I'd be surprised, frankly, if that, if they bring back Mixon in week 14, like they say he might, just because there's no real point. They're better off, you know, make keeping him healthy getting a little better draft pick, build around Mixon and, and uh, Burrow for next year. So if you if you are counting on Joe Mixon for your playoffs, you don't want to cut him. They've got some great matchups coming up for the run game, but um, you might want to make sure you got a backup plan.
2: Yep. It sounds like the Giants' defense is a good streaming option for the week. Uh, what do you think about Tyler Boyd, uh, T. Higgins, and A.J. Green? Are they still on the radar at all, or are they wide receiver threes, flex plays, or or what?
0: I think they're going to have to throw so the volume could be there enough to make guys like, like Higgins and Boyd certainly startable as, as a three, which is probably what you were doing with them anyway. Um, so uh, I, I wouldn't say that they're benchable, but I wouldn't hold out hopes for a lot of big performances. They might do better in PPRs than they might other, otherwise. Have, I don't think the yardage and scores will be there, but they might get a lot of dinks and dunks, get the ball out of Finley's hands and into the hands of his playmakers as best they can.
2: Yeah, I think uh, as for A.J. Green, I think he's a high-risk uh, flex option at best. I mean, coming off of his first score of the year – But you got to remember who's the quarterback now, and the fact is that Higgins and uh, Boyd are ahead of him in the rotation there. So uh, the big news out of Baltimore, Baltimore is playing uh, Pittsburgh, hopefully. We're crossing our fingers on Thursday night. Uh, They had a rash of uh, COVID-positive tests, including Mark Ingram and uh, J.K. Dobbins, the rookie uh, running back there. So it's going to be Gus Edwards is starting with Justice Hill backing him up if they play the game because they had other positive tests uh parnell mcphee uh, the linebacker has been put on the covid list we don't know who the other players are i think they had a couple of other players so you know if they have more positive tests this this game could be postponed fortunately from thursday you know they could do it on sunday or they could push it to monday uh we're running out of weeks here and both these guys have had their both of these teams have had their buys so you're looking at eight week 18 if you postpone it completely and all but uh do you ride the the Gus bus this week chris Wow, that
0: it's, it's a risky play. I mean, fortunately, again, it's an early game on Thursday, so there's only a couple of other Thursday games ahead of it. So you probably have other options you can sub in if they decide to postpone the game. Um, I would say if they moved the game to Sunday, I'd be really unlikely to want to play Edwards just because, you know, if they postponed a couple of days, they could cancel it altogether. Remember, the I think it was the Patriots game earlier this year. It was either the Patriots game or the Tennessee game where they moved it and then just finally canceled it. So I, I'd be a little yep. nervous about that. Um, if, he, if they play the game, um, Baltimore really ran the ball well in Pittsburgh. In fact, three weeks ago, whenever it was they played, they actually basically beat Pittsburgh up and down the field, and it was just a turnover or two that, that swung the tide. So they've played much worse since then, so I'd be a little leery. But, I mean, he's going to get the ball. I think they may just try to run Lamar more. Um, than make Edwards carry the ball 25 times. So he's probably a decent play as a flex, maybe a number two, if you depending on what else you have in your roster. But I wouldn't expect a high ceiling for Gus Edwards just because of the nature of the defense he's playing against.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. He ran for 85 yards and a score uh, three weeks ago. And in week 17 last year, he ran for over 100 and a score. So he's had some kind of good luck against the Steelers. But we're talking about the undefeated Steelers now. And uh, it's going to be a shorthanded Baltimore team. We still don't know who the other two players are, two or three players that tested positive. Uh, so, I mean, things could change uh, a lot between Tuesday night here when we're doing the show live and Wednesday afternoon or, or even Thursday afternoon when the game comes, if the game comes. It's, uh, you know, uh, it's, it, the word is fluid, people. <laughs> getting used to it. This is how we're going to finish up uh, 2020. Uh, wow. We got, uh, five, after this week, we've got five, five more weeks and four more uh, podcasts to do, and it's, it's, co- it's going fast. Anyway, uh, one more COVID note. Over in Minnesota, Adam Thielen was put, placed on the uh, reserve COVID list, and people were like, well, oh, did you test positive? And we didn't hear anything about it. And just earlier today, news broke that he got a positive test, and then the next day he got a negative test. So he's kind of in limbo. We don't know if it was a false positive. Uh, I guess they could clear him by the end of the week. What's your feeling, uh, Chris? Do you think, you, you think this was a false positive? Because what, what, you, you kind of work in there yourself uh, with COVID uh, testing. What, what's, right. what you, what, what's your opinion?
0: It seems odd to me that it would be positive. Negative. I had not heard that he actually was originally placed there for the initial positive. I had heard about today's negative test. So I'm going to assume that, that he's going to continue to get negative tests. Um, a, and, and then he'll be cleared to play. But, again, just like we mentioned earlier, you want to have another backup plan. He's playing in the early game on Sunday, so you'll have plenty of time to, to make uh, adjustments for with most of the other games still yet to be played aside from the three Thanksgiving Day games. So have a backup plan. Have a guy play. Justin Jefferson's value goes through the roof with the opponent and then not sharing time with Thielen. Should Thielen be out of the lineup? But uh, maybe Herb Smith probably also gets a boost, a real boost, uh, as well, if Thielen is out, being the end, the red zone target that he is. Um, I have a hunch, just a gut feeling that Thielen's going to be okay and that it was a false positive. But, you know, obviously I'm not the team doctor. I've not looked at the the laboratory results myself. But uh, hopefully it'll continue to get negative. We can keep Thielen in the lineup because he's got 11 touchdowns this year. And if you've got him in your lineup, you really want to keep him in your lineup if you can.
2: Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I tell you, the good news for him is that the Vikings are not supposed to play on Thursday. Otherwise, he'd probably be missed that game because of the situation and the testing and such. Even if it is a false positive, we'll we'll, we'll cross our fingers and hope that that uh, resolves itself and then he can play this week. We'll remind everybody that uh, we have a comprehensive list of injuries to update on a daily basis over at ffmastermind.com for premium subscribers. Uh, let's go down the, the list real quick here. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater didn't play last-minute scratch uh, on uh, Sunday. P.J. Walker started uh, XFL uh, of quarterback. Uh, it, it really did well. It threw a touchdown pass, and uh, they they shut out the Lions. The Lions had a lot of injuries in that game. Anyway, it looks like – Bridgewater is going to practice on Wednesday and uh, likely to play if he can get through the week. We'll see right there. Uh, Nick Foles, of course, uh, with the hip injury, his status is uncertain coming off that bye. Uh, Mitch Trubinsky's got a shoulder injury. They're, they're really hurting at quarterback. Uh, so let's see. Chicago plays Green Bay. Yeah, you might want to uh, consider the Packers streaming uh, option there, the defense there against against Chicago. Uh, back to the Carolina Panthers. Everyone wants to know about Christian McCaffrey um, with the shoulder. His status is technically uncertain. At earlier, uh, at the end of the week, start of the week, uh, early Monday, they were like, well, Looks like he's going to miss another week. But he's expected to practice actually a little bit on Wednesday, see how he feels. Of course, they do have a bye next week. So, uh, you know, if they feel that uh, there's any kind of risk there, they'll probably sit him and uh, and get through the bye, and then he'll come back week 14. Uh, but there's a chance that he could play if he looks good. And, you know, of course, Christian wants to play. He wants to play. You know, <laughs> So, anyway, we'll see what happens there. Uh Speaking of the other Chris, Chris Carson, uh, very good news here. I uh, did not play this past week, of course. Uh, and those of you in the FFPC final week of the regular season like myself and own Chris Carson, yeah, we, 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 uh, we hurt losing that 17 points to Carlos Hyde on Thursday night. But anyway, if you did happen to make your, your playoffs, then you're likely likely going to get him back because he practiced uh, coming off that uh, pseudo-buy, mini-buy. He practiced today uh, on that foot, and it looks like he's likely to play. And then remember, they play Monday night at, at Philly. So uh, it looks like if, if everything goes smoothly, you're going to get Chris Carson back in the lineup. Good news also from the Chargers on Austin Eckler, his knee hamstring uh, injury, mostly hamstring there. Um, he's been on IR for weeks since week four. Well, they dissonated him to return. It looks like he might practice this week, and if he looks good, he might actually play this week. I wouldn't quite count on it, but, you know, you might uh, get a bonus in Austin Eckler. If not this week, it sounds like he's going to return next week. They posted a picture of him running on Twitter. It looked pretty darn good to me. It looked almost healthy, but, you know, there's a difference between a regular normal healthy and football shape. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we mentioned Joe Mixon here. He's still on IR, expected to miss at least two more games. Uh, not sure if he's going to come back or not. In Detroit for Turkey Day, they always host the game there. Uh, they're going to be playing the Texans. A sweet matchup for the running game if DeAndre Swift can clear concussion protocol. The good news is that he, after sitting on Monday, he was limited in practice today, so he could actually be cleared tomorrow. In play on Thursday. We'll see. Cross fingers across there because people with the Detroit offense know that Swift, uh, you know, basically is running the show there, uh, especially on the ground. AP's been struggling and uh, Stafford needs some help there. Raheem Mostert and Jeffrey Wilson uh, both uh, designated to return from ankle injuries for the 49ers. Obviously Mostert's a sort of there. If he's, if he's healthy, we'll see if he practices later this week. Rex Burkhead, unfortunately, uh, suffered a season-ending knee injury, so he's lost to the season. Uh, Sonny Michelle on a side note was activated last week, last Saturday. Looked like we might play. Belichick played Nope, he's inactive. He's a good insurance. We're probably going to need him. And, yes, you are going to need him because Burke heads out now. James White gets a bump in value as a pass catching back. Probably going to see most of those – most of those touches in the passing game again uh, with Burkhead out. And Michelle is going to be used probably to spell uh, Damian Harris uh, as well as play a little bit extra there uh, to keep everybody fresh there. So that there might be some value for Sonny Michelle down the stretch here. Lamichael well, Brian, uh, a lot of people like myself are watching the game. Where's Brian in the second half? Uh, gore, gore, gore. You know, well, uh, there was one – Uh, uh, paper, and I give a shout-out to New York Newsday that reported that he had suffered an ankle injury, and he was out for a return, so there was a reason why. And, of course, Adam Gase then announces, yeah, the guy we want to try and and, uh, uh, play a lot to see if we can determine if he can be the guy for next year, Uh, He's not going to play for like a month because of a high ankle sprain. So that's so J E T S, Jess, Jess, Jess. That's all I got to say there. Uh, Moving over to Atlanta, Julio Jones, in and out of the game with a hamstring injury. Very iffy to play this week. Uh, You better count on other options there. Kenny Holliday, of course, with the hip. Uh, uh, Hopefully, uh, he, he, he was limited on Monday, but sat on Tuesday. Doesn't look good for him to play on Turkey Day, so uh, you better play in other other players. Uh, Randall Cobb with a toe, sat on Tuesday. He's expected to miss multiple games. Uh, Not sure if it's a uh, turf toe or not, but it's not good there. Sammy Watkins looked like he was going to return from the hamstring. Then he hurt his calf in practice last Thursday. He didn't play. I wouldn't count on him playing this week. And uh, Mark Andrews, hopefully it's just a minor thigh injury. He's been limited the past two days, actually, Baltimore because of the test, did not practice on Tuesday. Hopefully he'll play whenever they have that game on Thursday or on Sunday, whenever they do. And we'll be right back after this important message. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with the assistance of the premier fantasy football information source, Fantasy Football Mastermind. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com, there's plenty of good free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. President CEO Michael Nazarek has 20 years' experience and just completed his fourth consecutive year as SI's Expert League Super Bowl champ. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy content, updated daily, which will give you the edge you need to legitimately claim. Redrafter, Dynasty, Keeper, Auction, Salary Cap, IDP, they cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go now to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, everybody, please check out our website, ffmastermind.com. We have, uh, we're posting uh, free NFL uh, daily news quick bits, uh, absolutely free there. Uh, and, of course, we are covering all the COVID uh, uh, postings, uh, the, the, the reserve list, who's going on, who's being activated, who's on IR. Of course, if you're on IR, you're only gone for three weeks. Uh, anyway, we're also posting free in-season I and Sky scanner reports, including those from Chris Rito on the Colts. And our weekly in-season newsletter, we're still pumping those suckers out. There's six more left, including Week 12. Uh, we just down, uh, dis, uh, downgraded, uh, excuse me, discounted, prorated down from 14.95 to 9.95. So that's a, a, the the price of a medium pizza now uh, that you can try us out for the rest of the year. Lots of good stuff there. Uh, please try us out ffmastermind.com and of course follow me on Twitter at ffmastermind. Break lots of injury news and such, and lots of links to previews of what goes into our newsletter there. All right, let's get get to the picks to click and flick for week 12 and give me a couple of quarterbacks you like this week, Chris and why.
0: Yeah, i give me a couple of guys that a lot of people probably aren't real high on right now, at least this week. And I'm going to start with Aaron Rodgers. I, I know no one's going to bench him. They're, they're high on him in general. But many might consider him a real caution play this week or not worth the DFS price since Chicago was so good on defense. And they've held him to 0-1 or one touchdowns the last couple of times they played. But, but over his career, Rodgers has absolutely owned the Bears. And until those last two, he's thrown three-plus touchdowns in nine of his 13 games against Chicago. Chicago, looking back just this year, though, has also allowed multiple touchdowns for four straight games, surprising for a good pass defense and really bad news for Chicago. Aa Rod has thrown four touchdowns in each of his last three games, following a green Bay loss. And the Colts gave him a loss this weekend. So this just, he's going to come out a little chippy. And another guy, I like Matt Stafford on Thanksgiving day. And in the last six games, Houston's allowed four 300-yard games, and it was to Gardner, Minshew, and Tannehill, and Luton, and Cam Newton, and another four-touchdown game as well. The only decent game they played in the last six, passing-wise, was a monsoon against Cleveland where they gave up a million rushing yards. Looking at Stafford's perspective, the last four times he was held under 20 fantasy points, like he was last week, he rebounded with 300 yards and or three touchdowns. And the only times he's played non-NFC foes on Thanksgiving Day, remember the short weeks, if you got a common foe, it's easy to get ready. But this time they're playing the Texans, and the last two times he's played, or the only two times he's played non-NFC North foes, he's averaging 389 yards and four touchdowns on Thanksgiving, including a 441 and two touchdowns four years ago when he played Houston in the same game.
2: That is crazy history. So, uh, I do have Stafford in one of my leagues, and I'm going to be starting him, and I'm going to be hoping that that trend holds up. <laughs> Okay, a couple of guys I like this week. Tua Tagovale, uh, for the Miami Dolphins. I know he got benched late in the game in uh, Denver there, but they're playing the New York Jets. He's still the starter. He's going to have no problem throwing multiple touchdowns in this game. He gets back on track uh, and the uh, hands the Jets another loss. So if you need him, start him. It's a time. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, I mentioned him here because people are like, well, they're playing the Bills. They might have some problems. No, the Bills secondary is not very good. You have trouble usually running on the Bills, uh, but you can pass on them. Uh, this should be a high scoring game remember the Hale Murray that came against the Bills uh, so Herbert's going to do his normal thing probably over 300 yards 2-3 three scores in this game might even run one and we'll see uh, it really depends on if Austin Eckler comes back too he might lose a, a call there at the goal for, for a run touchdown but He might just dump it off to Eckler and have him run for 70 yards for a score. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, uh, I like Herbert again this week. A couple of guys I'd be really good at starting this week. Nick Mullins, I know you're probably not on the radar and all, but, you know, hey, they're playing the Rams. Now forget it, okay? It's just not happening there. Uh, Drew Locke at Denver, the Saints defense, they're playing extremely well right now. Everyone that plays them is finding that out. Uh, Atlanta just got that lesson. Uh, So, Drew Locke, nope, not this week. How about a couple of quarterbacks? You're not crazy. Why,
0: Chris? I'll start with Ryan Tannehill. I mean, even with the big day by Rodgers, or at least the big half against the Colts, the Colts defense has still allowed the second fewest yards and among the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Tannehill has not even been a QB two the last five weeks, and he's really struggled versus the Colts in his career, never topping 20 points in five career games. Two starts with Tennessee the last two years have been his worst game of each season, and this matchup, and 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 his worst games in this matchup. And he's totaled 329 yards in those two games and averaged under 15 fantasy points. So forget Tannehill. Um, And then, you know, I really don't like Lamar Jackson this week. I mean, he's barely a QB one the last four to five weeks and he gets a team in Pittsburgh that hasn't allowed over 22 points to to the quarterback yet. He's never scored a rushing touchdown versus Pittsburgh. He's thrown five interceptions in his two career starts against Pittsburgh and never gone over 200 yards. Um, he's already missing a few O-linemen for this short week, and he'll be missing at least his top two running backs due to COVID, like we talked against earlier. And they're struggling against defenses, far less intimidating than Steelers. I I, I would be really cautious about Lamar Jackson this week. And if you've got a really high back, high-end backup, maybe you've got a Herbert off the waiver wire, I would start Herbert over Lamar Jackson this week.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Herbert's ranked ahead of Jackson in my poll right now. Uh, how about a couple of running backs you like this week and why?
0: I like Zeke. Zeke's had a huge history on both Thanksgiving and against Washington. And aside from the Dalton knockout game a few weeks back, he's got nine touchdowns in seven games against Washington, averaging over 110 yards per game. In three Turkey Day games, he's averaged 120 and had three touchdowns. Either way you look at it, a rejuvenated Zeke against the 23rd rated run defense looks better than Andy Dalton throwing against the number two pass defense. Um, And, you know, I kind of got a hunch I like Frank Gore this week. Uh, the Dolphins have allowed the fifth most running back fantasy points, and they amazingly have played a string of backup. They've been very lucky to play backup running backs much of the year. They've only faced number one backs three times, and each time those guys scored twice each game. So with P. Ryan out indefinitely, the lead role falls to the ageless wonder. I'm sure the Miami native and the Miami grad. And the former Miami Dolphin is going to show up against his former team. I bet he scores this week and has his best game of this year.
2: Okay. Uh, a couple of running backs I like this week. I already mentioned him. Let's hope he's clear from that concussion is Dante Swift. Uh, I think he's uh, if he's cleared, he's going to not only start, he's going to score against the T- Texans at home on Turkey Day, probably roll up more than 100 total yards there. So if he starts, you start him. Uh the, going back to the Miami Dolphins, Salvan Ahmed. Yep, uh, he's going to score on the Jets. So if you got him, start him. Uh, believe it or not, he is a top 15 play for running backs this week in fantasy. Uh, a couple of guys I'm co- concerned about, uh, you're probably going to play them. Uh, caution play of the week's James Connor. The Ravens, I think, are going to limit him. Connor's kind of struggled recently here. Had a little bit better game this past week. Of course, the Ravens are always good against the run. Uh, we'll see there. And Derrick Henry. Uh, you can expect about 10 points at, uh, from Henry against the Colts. Probably close to 100 yards, maybe one catch, but uh, it's going to be tough for him to score against them because they just uh, don't allow scores at the goal line. And usually, the, uh, when they get down there, the Titans understand that and they usually get a, a jet sweep to Jonu Smith or or throw uh, you know uh, to to AJ Green in the corner. Something like that's probably going to happen. You're going to start them, and uh, but actually, that's about 10 points there. So, uh, what about a couple of running backs you're not crazy about and why, Chris? Uh,
0: I don't like Melvin Gordon. He's a very opponent dependent Um, three games against bottom half run defenses. He's averaging 21 points per game and has five touchdowns. Looks great. In six games against top half run defenses, he's averaging under 10 PPR points per game with only one total touchdown. And the saints are number two in run defense. And they've allowed the second fewest running back receiving yards as well. And only three total touchdowns. He doesn't have much of a shot here. Um, That defense is playing too well. And then kind of a PPR darling recently is JD McKissick, but uh, he had a very weak game against Dallas a month ago, and the Cowboys have been a real pain for these third-down-back-type solid season. Basically, nobody throws to the running back because they can just run through Dallas. So the chances are low as the Cowboys only allowed about three running back receptions per game. Expect a low-volume game for McKissick and probably a high-volume game for Antonio Gibson instead.
2: That's interesting, yeah. Um, I do own McKissick in one league, and, yeah, uh, against easier teams like that, he doesn't get very much play. It's when they're behind against the tougher teams that Alex Smith becomes captain check down there. How about a couple of wide receivers you like and why? Uh,
0: I like Curtis Samuel to stay hot. He's rolled up five touchdowns the last five games, topped 21 PPR points in three of his last four. Uh, His usage as a red zone running back with Christian McCaffrey out uh, on occasion is kind of a nice feature, too. Uh, the Vikes have allowed the second-most touchdowns to wide receivers and the uh, the fourth-most fantasy points. So I think Samuel stays hot no matter who's under center for, for Carolina. And I kind of like Nicole Hardman this week. Uh, Tampa's been pretty good on defense, but the slot receivers have crushed them all season. They've got a young guy out that covers the slot that gets targeted a lot and fairly successfully in recent weeks. Um, Hardman should be a mismatch out of the slot this week especially if Watkins back on the outside. I think he's primed for a big play and a solid DFS payoff for a pretty cheap price. is not real great at punt coverage either, so he might have a small chance of breaking one there too.
2: Okay, a couple wide receivers I like this week. Uh, what's not to like about Terry McLaurin against the uh, Cowboys uh, secondary? I think he's going to score in this week, so obviously you're going to start him, but you should expect a pretty good game there. And Marvin Jones uh, against Houston, uh, you know, uh, their, their secondary is just terrible. And uh, if you weren't watching the game last week, Marvin Jones had a 51-yard touchdown uh, uh, catch Call back on an illegal formation. Ouch. Yeah, that hurts Stafford owners like myself, as well as Marvin Jones. And one leg, I've got both. So, yeah, at double points down the tube. Well, this week, uh, Marvin's going to redeem himself, get that legal touchdown. Uh, and even if Galladay doesn't score, uh, the, uh, the Texans can't stop the pass there. A couple of guys I'm really concerned about. Uh, we just talked about it earlier. A.J. Green, not seeing a good game here with the Giants, with Finley at quarterback, especially if he's the third option there. I would not start him at all Uh, look for a better flex option there and whatever happened to Marquise Hollywood Brown wow it's been like weeks since he's made any kind of impact he uh, he complained about his lack of a role in the passing game and that got him absolutely nowhere so uh, you know he sees a couple of looks here and there maybe five six targets uh two three four catches uh usually short ones it's I can't remember the last time when was the last time Chris that you can remember Marquise Brown catching a long one for a score was that last year
0: uh, I, he had a couple of short touchdowns in like weeks one and three. And I don't think, I think it's last year for a long one. Yeah.
2: Yep. That's what I thought. So I sit him this week. Uh, how about a couple of wide receivers? You're not crazy about and Why Chris?
0: I don't like Jerry Judy this week. Uh, the most obvious thing to worry about is a face full of Marshawn Lattimore or maybe Janoris Jenkins. But, uh, but overall Judy has been getting a ton of targets and just not doing much with them got 37 grabs on 77 targets. So he's 17th in targets in the league and 54th in reception. Not a good ratio. With the decline in recent weeks and a tough matchup, that doesn't look like a rebound week. And then the, another rookie that I'm kind of down on this week is C.D. Lamb. Washington's allowed the second fewest fantasy points to receivers all season, and the bulk of their shutdown has been to secondary targets. The number one guy usually still gets his, and then no one else gets anything. And so when these teams met a few weeks back, Lamb and Gallup combined for zero catches on seven targets, five of those targets for Lamb, and this is the general pattern. Always got to worry about the rookie wall and the Thursday night football short week, and it's late in the season as well, too.
2: Okay, how about a couple of tight ends you like and why? Uh,
0: Love me some Hunter Henry this week. Uh, While the Bills have allowed six tight end touchdowns already, the real fantasy damage here comes in this PPR potential. They've also allowed the most receptions and the most yards so far to tight ends. And they have played only a few good tight ends, frankly, and those good ones have absolutely crushed them. Uh, Henry's had seven or more targets in eight of the ten games, amazingly, very quietly, and he scored in two straight. I stick with him to stay hot. And kind of a sneaky guy, you want a gutsy DFS play this week? Look at Tyler Eifert. The Browns are very susceptible to the tight end. They've been beaten by them a lot. They've allowed seven touchdowns, the second-most catches, and the third-most yards. But how about this? The last time Tyler Eifert had two touchdowns in a game was the last time he faced Cleveland. And the only three touchdown game of his career was also Cleveland the year before that. Can lightning strike three times? Do you feel lucky? Take a shot on Tyler Eifert for a real cheap DFS play.
2: (laughs) That would be dirt cheap. A couple of guys I like to tight end this week, Austin Hooper, uh, Jaguars have allowed eight t- tight end scores in uh, 2020, and uh, Hooper's due, overdue. And Mike Cizeki, I know he hasn't done much lately. Uh, he's playing a little bit better, hasn't really scored, but I think he's going to score in the Jets. So the team has allowed seven tight end scores in 2020. A couple of guys I'd be really concerned about, tasty Mills just don- not looking at uh, Jerry Cook very much. Uh, and also, the, the, uh, the Broncos played the tight end very tough, so I'd be uh, worried about that and probably look elsewhere. And Tyler Higby, he's uh, sharing snaps and targets with uh, uh, Gerald Everett, but the 49ers have allowed just two tight end scores on the year, so I think the guys that are going to score in this game are probably named Cooper and Cooper Cup <laughs> and Robert Woods. So uh, be careful about Tyler Higby there. How about a couple of tight ends you're not crazy about and why, Chris?
0: I don't like Johnny Smith this week. The Colts Colts allowed their first tight end touchdown of the year on Sunday, and they're still number two in the fewest points allowed to the tight end despite the big game by the Green Bay trio this week. They totally took Johnny Smith out of the game two weeks ago in Nashville, and the touchdown-dependent tight end probably has little chance of staying on his current role, especially on the road where he's only caught five of his career 16 touchdowns. And I don't like Richard Rodgers. Don't go chasing points, people. We always tell you, don't go chasing points from what they did last week. He's had three good games in the last four, but almost all of these, have, all of his good games, have been with Goddard and Ertz out of the lineup. They've had some tight end friendly matchups the last few weeks too, but they don't have a good matchup this week. And Goddard's obviously back. Seattle's allowed the fewest tight end receptions and only three guys over 40 yards. Rodgers is going to take a back seat this week, I think.
2: Yeah, I remember also uh, Zach Ertz was designated for return last week. He looked good. In- practice. They held off a week. I think that he's going to come back yeah. and play this week on Monday night, and uh, Ro- that means Rodgers probably goes back to your bench. How about one hit wonders at kicker and defense? Hit me with him, Chris.
0: Uh, I like Cody Parkey. Uh, the Jags have allowed double-digit kicking points in seven of their last nine, so I think he's got a good chance there. And very sneaky. You probably got in your waiver wire because he just got picked up. Matt Gay just signed for the Rams. He gets the 49ers team that allows a ton of kicker points and seven games with two-plus field goals field goal attempts, excuse me. Uh, For defense, we mentioned them earlier, I like the Giants going into Cincinnati. It's an underrated Giants defense already, and they take aim at a burrowless Bengals team that's got to bode well. And then I like Seattle on Monday night, Philadelphia. That defense is actually getting better and better each week, and Wentz is getting more and more generous each week to opposing defenses.
2: Okay, well, we want to remind everyone a premium uh, newsletter purchase. For only 9.95 gets you also free access to our subscriber forum where there are nearly 4,000 subscribers registered and waiting to voice their opinions. Uh, well, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you for joining us. For Chris Rito, this is Mike Nazarek. See you all next week when week 13 of the 2020 NFL season is previewed. Good night and good luck to everyone this week during the playoff stretch drive for Fantasy.
1: You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Nazarach, the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time on Blog Talk Radio. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second.